record on this computer. Okay, now it's recording. Does it show up on your end that it's recording? Like top right, top left? Uh, oh, bubble dot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, I see, I see it. Oh my god, I feel like I exhausted. I, I was helping, um, one of our family friends, neighbors, um, they've got four boys, and I was just swinging by because I bought some detergent. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if they could use some, and I dropped it off and noticed that the kids were running around both of the parents are working and it's like they just they just run them they could pretty much run them ragged sometimes and i was like maybe i could help out or something so right. I went over there noticed that um the yards had a lot of um, pine needles in the yard and i was like okay let me i got the two youngest ones to come back with me we stopped by our house since we just live around the corner from each other we grabbed some rakes and went back and uh i i was trying to show i think maybe like a four-year-old and a seven-year-old how to rake the grass or the rake pine needles so i was like okay. how did that go down uh it kind of worked out like i was trying to work with the the uh, second to youngest and he's like the wild one that's like you tell him something he's like squirrel oh no this, that, that. and it's like okay no no i need you to just be right here and it's like okay when he starts his little brother runs over and he's like oh i, I want to do it too i want to do it too so it oh started, man i got him to like make little stacks but like as soon as they make a stack he's like wait i want to carry this over here to this stack it's like no 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 just so like it's literally like it, it kind of like sprinkles everywhere else. Yeah. So it's like after a while, I think um, I think the second to the oldest came out and he started helping us out a little bit. So um, as he was doing some, the little brother went with him, and like I kept trying to tell him like no 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 like the second to youngest like just stay here work with me let him work over there but like as soon right. as we would start he would come over or he'd get distracted they're like riding the uh the rakes as witches brooms <laughs> like, because they're just like oh it, it'd be like a broom you like yay I, yeah I play. and i was like okay like kind of let them do their thing for a little bit um like the youngest one he started picking up pine cones and i was like okay here just make a stack like group them in fives like once you get five like go over there grab one and start another stack of fives like don't go grab that one to bring it back here like right you don't want to just be running running yeah, and make just, one just, giant yeah stack. like just keep going back and forth yeah yeah so then um his little brother or his older brother helped me out with that where he was just like, okay let's go here we'll make five 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 so basically um we break the yard and they went in for a little bit. They're like, oh, we're tired. But if anything, I think the mom was grateful because um, the little one was able to run around in the sun. Yeah. And after a while, it's like once he went inside, he's like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, at least one is down. You don't have to worry about the two oldest. They won't be running around. And then if the youngest one doesn't have, or the, the second to youngest one doesn't have the youngest one to be messing with, or yeah, like messing yeah, like, with him, yeah, then he'll, like he'll get bored and get tired of that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, just stuck himself out. Yeah. So it's like I I did that, 
and then came back, cut the grass here at our place, and I was just like, just zap. And uh, I mean, like, ate, how, ate real how, quick. How hot is? Has it been up there today, though? Because like, I know down here it cooled down like this evening a little bit. Um, I but think like, maybe in the eighties. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. I'd have to look. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. Yeah, it, it ended up cooling down. It was actually it was actually half decent today. Um, well, it's eighty seven right now, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> never mind. There's that. It, it, well, it, wait. No, never mind. It's seventy seven. It was high of eighty nine, low of fifty nine. Low fifty nine for you guys. Mm -hmm. We're up in the mountains. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I keep forgetting. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, so I went out for a run this morning, run slash walk at the track, and it was like really nice and cool. And um a friend of mine was telling me that back when I was in Illinois for a little bit, they're saying that usually when it starts to get cold, you want to stay in short sleeves for as long as possible. So yes. that you kind of get your body used to the weather to where if you just throw on a jacket immediately as this temperature starts to drop when it's going to get down to like the twenties and the negative twenties, then like you're kind of going to be yeah, like, like, around like, like, but it's pretty much, yeah, no good. Yeah. 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 It's like, you yeah. can only put on so many clothes, but like if you try and get yourself used to, or like acclimated a little bit to the weather that, that, that may work out for you a little bit better. So I was like, I haven't done that in a minute, but let me let me give this a shot and and see how it goes. Like the funny thing is, like about that though, is like I feel like I mentally function better during the winter time because it's cold outside, mm -hmm. and for some odd reason, I I don't know if there's any science to it, but it just makes me I'm more active during the during the winter time than I am during the summertime. Um, you know, cause your, your, your energy is zapped and you're just like, wow, like I don't even want to do this right now. But, um, yeah, in the mornings I've actually started like, um, like taking like the last bit of my shower. I, I try to turn on cold water so that I could just like wake up. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I think it's helped. I don't know. Like I haven't done consistently enough for me to be like, okay, I, at first I wasn't thinking straight. Now I'm thinking when straight. You're saying when you start your morning, you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think it definitely helps because, like, um, I remember, I want to say I remember reading about that a little bit. Right. And it was something that I started doing myself before work, especially it's like you're getting up at four in the morning or three in the morning and you're, like, trying to get get your day going. And it's yeah. like if I just hop in the shower and just like all of a sudden like it just shocks your body. Yeah, it shocks your body and it jolts your like I guess it, it boosts your metabolism, it, it boosts your your immune system, it boosts I guess it boosts a lot of things. Um yeah. and so I, I was like, okay, well, let me ease into it because I'm like, eh. but then again, <laughs> like it's it, because it's been so hot down here, like even cold water is like lukewarm, so it's kinda like, okay, yeah. So yeah. like I can't wait until it actually gets cold, cold. Mm. Like I'm looking forward to that, um, man. Like so, real quick, um, yeah. I had texted you. I had texted you the other day uh, when we were talking 
and like I, I had I had a dang what was it? Because after I sent you that the thing, I said let's. Um, I saw you, you said maps and com compass. Yes, was that maps it? And compass. Okay, um, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. I was like, huh? Yeah. So like like I it, it was literally like like randomness that was like in my head. Yeah. And I was like, okay. If I don't text this, I'm gonna like forget. Gotcha. Okay. Cause um, you know, like how we were talking about uh, like directions and stuff like that. Like maps, maps give you a an overview, mm -hmm. right? But a compass actually shows you direction, right? And so, like when I heard that on a podcast, I was like, ah, I gotta. I was like, I gotta, I gotta text this out. Um, and. Honestly, like the more I thought about it, I was like, "Wow!" It's like even uh, even on the uh, ET podcast today, because uh, I, I usually hear it either on a Friday or Saturday, mm -hmm. even though it drops like Thursday night. But yeah, yeah, like like you know how how they were talking about like manageable goals and like why you know most people's goals fail because you know they're like, "I'm gonna try to eat better." Okay, well, what exactly are you gonna try to eat better? Like, are are you right, gonna eat right. less calories? Are you gonna put more calories? Um, are you gonna just start eating all tofu? Right, right. And so it it, it was literally kind of like, okay, that's like the map. Like the the goal is the is a map, but like to actually accomplish that goal, you still need a compass because like regardless of uh, what the map says, even even if you get to an area where you don't really know, the mm -hmm. compass is always gonna point into the four directions into the four cardinal directions you know north south east west and if you you know and and, and it's always gonna like as long as you point it to where you're supposed to be going yeah it, it, you know it might say go this way or it mm -hmm. might say you know go that way but like it's always gonna show you your true direction the map doesn't the map like the true the true north you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Like, okay. The map just gives you an overall general like uh uh um uh thought like yeah the, yeah and so like that's I, I was I was so impressed by that I was like wow I've never heard of that before even you know just like being in the military and like you know doing land navigation like you 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 like learn how to read a map but like if you don't have a compass you yeah. reading a map isn't really gonna do you any good because if mm, it says makes... okay hey you know go north and then you just like Shoot, right where's north um, well i mean you can't say where's north because you're just looking at the map right because right, right. The, exactly. the reason i'm saying that is because you, you made the motion like you already had like you were already thinking compass in hand yeah <laughs> it's, it's like it, so like it's literally like it, it 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 made my my like my thought process change because i've always been like oh yeah the map the map the map the map but always forgot about a compass because now it's like, you know, um, you know, even when you shoot an azimuth, like, so like shooting an azimuth is pretty much like, uh, seeing the, like the tallest thing, like you yeah. could possibly see. Right. And, right. and you, and, and you know, and you kind of see where it is at and then you look on the map and then, okay. So like, that's, where the big mountain is okay so you find a big mountain on a map okay in, in in the generalization with the big mountain this is where i am and then now you have to kind of walk yourself back on the map where you really are so 
you might be a little to the left or to the right of the map or, you know, you know, of the big mountain, but the big mountain. So you're always going to shoot it to the big mountain because the big right. mountain's always going to tell you where, you know, what the goal is or where you're shooting for. And then you're always going to adjust according to where you want to be. And then there's this thing called shooting a 90 degree uh, uh, offset. Yeah. It is, it's literally like going left, right, and back. And then, like, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just smiling from ear to ear because it's like that's the, it's uh you're describing surveying like you're you're locating the points. Oh yeah, <laughs> the distance between the points. I just wanted to hear you explain it because like as soon as you said azimuth, I was like, okay, that, yeah. that makes sense with you being military that you, like you have to do that out in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, gotcha. like like you really don't really think about it until you get into the regular life cycle where it's like kind of like wow it's like what's you know what 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 really is my goal like okay mm-hmm. you know and then kind of like you know how we're, we're 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 talking like like the big mountain is like et right et is like the big mountain you know it, it, it's not necessarily like you want to replicate the big mountain but you want to mm-hmm. kind of adjust yourself according to where the big mountain is at and and you're finding your spot and you're finding your place and you're finding uh, uh not necessarily your, your your purpose but your own path and mm-hmm. so um, it, it, it really like, it, it took me off balance cause I was, I was driving. I was like, wow, that is so true. I had never thought about, I had never put a correlation together. I had never put any, you yeah. know, like just any of that together until, you know, until I heard that. And that's why I had a text to see you. Um, yeah. I guess if, if I could rephrase what you're saying, because I, I think I did the same thing before when we're talking about ET, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, it's like whenever you see somebody that's executing and doing well in their day to day. And like, for me, it was at least I'd like him and what he did because like he, he spoke a message that was clear. Right. And also like he represented his message in how he treated his family. And right. then when you, right. when I met him in person, it's like, okay, this guy's the real deal because he doesn't act like he's, way up here and it's like oh like get away from me you peasants right so yeah there's like, consistency there's yeah. consistency yeah so like with your example with the mountain initially i was thinking like oh man i want to be like et and it's right. like i i kind of started to idolize him in a way right but then when i kind of got on the prayer line and i got a chance to like get around people that are from his background and i got a better sense of like who he, he is Right. I guess that goes to your point where that was sort of like the readjustment for me to see like, okay, like he's there. And then like, I'm here. I, I tried to do a little bit less comparison right? to where now the mountain became like, I want to get there as in like my personal goals for myself and my family, because I didn't like what I was seeing at home. I think I came home for a uh, a christmas and it's like everybody kind of got together but you have that feeling where like you might be together but you're not really oh you're not together yeah 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 yeah. like if you can't sit in a room with like people that are blood and have a conversation where it's like you're laughing you're cutting up just like this we're just talking back and forth we just met last year right it's like we've known each other forever but so I mean, we have that, the African connection going, so I mean, right, that. right. <laughs> so, so it's like the the thing that 
that kind of like struck me this was back in 2016 because like that year like I saw ET live for the first time um twice like in August and I think maybe it's September or October and then December 2016 I kind of had that feeling where it's like oh like back home you're happy to see your family but like it just feels like I just felt like it was really stagnant where nothing seemed to be growing like I just graduated college it'd been about three years and been working doing well but then when you go home it's like there's still the same old struggle so once I I went into 2017 like I saw ET like more up close Mm -hmm. um when there's like a meetup that we were doing um we did a meetup I think this was in San Diego. So this would have been the third conference that I went to. And when we went there, the the thing was we were supposed to volunteer to help clean up part of the area to keep trash from like washing out into the ocean, getting around a dolphin's neck or whatever else is out there, like having turtles suffocating on little um, plastics. So then, um, so when we went and did that, uh, we volunteered our time with like other Breathe University members because uh, I forgot to mention that I met, like I joined Breathe University after the second conference that I went to. And like, I didn't really get active until December, January, got some accountability partners. And then we started talking about like, what's your, your BHAG, your big audacious, hairy goal. Mm. And, with that i was like oh i want to take this engineering exam because um it's called the professional engineering exam because four years after you graduate and you get work experience that's the amount of time that they want you to wait until you can take this exam to show that um you've practiced engineering for four years and then you can sit for the exam to be licensed to where the state can say okay like we trust this person to practice engineering sign off on drawings and things like that similar to like a doctor like if you're going to have a doctor or surgeon operating on you you want to see like okay let me let me see your credentials like let me make sure like you know what you're doing so um initially that that was my goal i just said okay let me just put that out there but with my accountability partners them knowing who i was or knowing my background like having gone to school in atlanta like done well there having a full-time job like taking care of business it's like that's not really your BHAG. it's like i think you're just trying to like slide under the radar here it's like what mm-hmm. what's really what what's really your goal and like i was at work and i was kind of trying to like slide here or slide there to where I could get somewhere quiet because you're on a coming on a construction site. Right. And finally when it got to it, I was just like, I was mad. And I guess that's when it, it finally kind of came up like I just want to be able to communicate with my family. Like that was my thing. Like I'm not trying to do anything crazy. It's like, yes, like money would make things easier, but being able to sit down during Christmas or during any time or just over the phone and say like, Hey, how's it going? Let's, let me hear about your day. Let me hear about like what you're doing personally. Let's make plans to grow. Let's 
do this. Like, let's open a business. Let's start something. And not, let's not just have like surface conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was my big thing. So then I think this is probably like the longest story told, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but just I mean, having no, a conversation. Like, it, 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 it actually puts everything, it, it puts everything in, into perspective though, because it's like without, you give me a background of, of, of why you're doing what you're doing right now. It, it would just yeah. seem to me like, Oh, you just started a podcast because you, you, you like podcasting or, right, you, right. or Hey, you, you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. So you just figured that you'd make one too. Um, right. But like with that understanding, honestly, like the, 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 like the history of why your why is your why. Yeah. Then it, it you know, it, it just becomes, becomes just another person doing something you know uh not necessarily random or strange but just something that everybody else is doing right Um, right and i mean even even to that point like you say knowing what your why is like initially when i even listed what my why was it's like you hear like i would hear e say family and it's like for me i wanted to just be like yeah i want to say family too because like like it sounds good it feels good inside but then like it didn't really hit me until i saw a need where it was like okay i don't like i know how family has been like what the relationship has been but like kind of going home and seeing like okay things aren't where where i where i'd like them to be so it's like i need to do something to change it and for me it was like being around people that are setting goals and doing things it it became more pressing of like okay i need to do this to change it because i know for my family it's kind of like the rich dad poor dad story where you have people that value academics so much but then you don't really have an understanding of how the real world works so then you become a victim of society and you want to point to everybody else and say oh they're the problem like so and so should be doing this oh like it's quick it's quick and easy to kind of go and say um like here's what's going on in the news like you just you you run and you're focusing on this like you go to college um to get a good education to get a good job and once you get the good job like quickly you're surrounded by people everybody's complaining about this isn't fair that isn't fair so it's like for myself, when I started to see people within my vicinity, like engineers of my age, like starting around the same year, everybody just wants to complain collectively. Like right. With me listening to ET and just um, trying to reinforce a different mindset and really understand that I can't act like everybody else because I'm already behind in the game. Like, when, okay. Yeah. When I because whenever I look at it, it's like okay, you and I, we come from Africa, like we come to the U.S. as like foreigners or immigrants, mm-hmm. and it's like you come in with a drive that um, it was you come. Most immigrants come into the country with the drive that like America is a land of opportunity. Like you right. come here you can get a good education, you can get a good job. And then from there, you can build your family or you can um, 
go home and I guess build something if you want to do that. Like I hadn't thought that far through, but the main thing that um, is a pattern, at least from me to my siblings, there's five siblings that, that came before me. And then there's my little, or there's four siblings that came before me. And then there's my little brother. So by the time I'm going to college, four of my siblings have already graduated college. They're working. Oh, wow. They're, they're living their lives. So like whenever you hear that, you're like, oh, wow, that's great. You've got four college graduates. But it's like, I think all but one may still be dealing with like college debt. And then mm -hmm. um, I'm the first to go. And I went in for engineering just because I was exposed to that in high school. And it was one of those things like, oh, this is fun. Like, let me try and do this. Okay, you do engineering courses. You learn how to play with like uh, design software like CAD. You get to make um, trap um, mousetrap cars where you set a mousetrap to go off and you use that to like turn the wheels which are made out of CDs to run it's like that sounds weird but I'll, I'll have to explain it another time but like wow. you just work on these quirky projects where you've got a piece of paper to make like the tallest tower or you get the same piece of paper eight and a half by um yeah eight and a half by 11 to support up to a thousand pounds and it's just like using your mind thinking outside the box and just trying to solve problems and for us it's like a lot of the times we spent we spent half the time solving problems half the time playing games it's like your best thing to do is not to get caught because once you get caught you ruin it for everybody but anyways it's like so i, I took that that exposure to um go to school like you do well in school like your siblings did um you have the opportunity to just do a regular degree or you do a, um, I think it's a dual seal as they call it, where you can take like your standard classes and your technical courses. So the technical courses is where I got exposed to engineering. I just kind of picked it at random. And then from there, like civil engineering seemed to be a thing. And I happened to go to a school where a friend of mine that was in the same program a year ahead, he went there for architecture. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go here and try this civil engineering thing. And when I went there, like he showed me and my brother around and he was just telling us like how great it was. Like he's very charismatic and everything. And I was like, okay, that that's cool. Like I really want to come check this school out. And I accepted it because they were the only ones that sent me a letter. So I was like, okay, let me go to, um, it was Southern Poly at the time. Now it's Kennesaw. But I went there for about, I think, two or three years. And like just going there for the first time was like mind blowing where you get out of a small town and you get into a, a small college, but it's closer to um, Atlanta. Okay. And you just have students coming in from all different all different parts of the country, all different parts of Georgia. And I think that was my exposure to just be like, oh, like I can have fun here. I meet people that are intelligent. They're like very well thought out. And just having that, that like 
germinating of knowledge. It seemed to work well. And not to get off on a tangent, so it's like I go through college and it's, okay, you're doing the same thing. You're going to school, you're, getting, you're just there to get good grades. Like you get good grades, you, I went in without the Hope Scholarship, surprisingly. So then I had to earn the Hope Scholarship by my summer semester. Okay. Because okay. That's, the, that's the thing in Georgia where you get the Hope Scholarship, it helps you to pay for school. And basically all my siblings, we've paid our way through school, everybody on their own. And um, so it's like, got the Hope Scholarship, Pell Grant. And um, I think before I transferred schools, I went to a co-op, which helped me to, um, the co-op basically gave me work experience in the real world. And I got to work on like the technician side versus like purely engineering. And what was funny with it, I would get feedback from the other techs that were out there. And they're like, man, like, why? I hope you don't stay there and just like, you don't go to work for this company as an engineer. It's like, you're going to get robbed blind. Like, they don't pay you guys anything. Like, you could stay on the road, come out here. You'll be making six figures, this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so that's cool. Okay. Like, yeah. So now I, I, I know you know being from africa we we are our our parents <laughs> our our culture actually i, I want to say any third world country parent is always pushing their kid educationally because yeah entrepreneurship doesn't exist in third world countries because you you're 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 survi you're surviving you're you're, right, you're not right. you know you're, you're not entrepreneuring anything you are the system's surviving. not made for like, entrepreneurship. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like the system is not available for that. And so yeah. when, um, but come to think of it, there were people who were quote, quote unquote entrepreneurs, yeah. but they were skilled laborers. Right, So right. if you want to consider those entrepreneurs, then you can. Because uh, I, I remember my, my dad would take his uh, little radios to this um, guy that, mm -hmm. that had like, he he worked from home. It was like a radio fixing guy. So he would mm -hmm. take it there. The guy would fix it, give it back to my dad. I don't know if my dad actually paid him, but mm -hmm. like I, I I would just notice things like that, or you know I would notice you know people who who could cook, you know selling food on our side of the road. Like so yeah. like those were like like the type of entrepreneurs that you will see, but majority of the country is is ran by education is like you know if you're african and you're you know and you don't have three degrees you're you're not smart at all no, um no. so you're so you're right pretty now much I'm, like homeless you know, if you don't yeah, have three exactly degrees. i'm considered probably the dumbest african ever lived because i only have like a bachelor's uh yeah <laughs> like like it's funny because like even in you know even here in america where you know in our african community like i would go home and you know people would be like Oh, you're in the military. Oh, that is so wonderful. That is so awesome. And so I got out and yeah. they thought something was wrong with me, you know, because I got out. Right. Because you got out of the military. Yeah. Cause they were like, why would you leave a prestigious, uh, 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 uh job, um, position to be right. a lowly barber? Like that's just unheard of. Like, why would you do that? Um, and so like, you know, African, culturally 
chases. Uh, we are a title-seeking uh, uh, nation or culture. Like we want yeah. titles. We want doctor, engineer, uh, uh, pastor, lawyer, uh, lawyer um, uh, anything out of those 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 four or five ranges. You, you're homeless. You might as well be underneath a bridge somewhere. So right. you know. So it, it it so it's funny because it's like when I hear about you talking about your older siblings and you going through college, mm-hmm. it's like you have no other choice but to go to college as, as yeah, an African yeah. kid or as an African born or uh, as a first, first generation African kid, you have no choice but to go to college. And yeah. dare you say you don't want to go to college. You're, you're, you're an imbecile. Okay. You're, 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 you're crazy. You're silly. You're a dreamer. You're, um, you're pretty much everything, uh, uh, everything ridiculous underneath the sun. Right. A, your African heritage and so and so I you know I think that probably also has a lot to do with um why why I resist like for me I know I resisted school I resisted the like the school like the institutional school right Mm -hmm. I I was more more for like the hands-on things like that um but for you did you find that you you were also in the same place where um, maybe it might've been different for you, but like you were going to school to literally please your parents essentially, uh, because the, you know, like the ultimatum in our house was you're going to go to school. That's, that's not, you know, the school and work. That's a, you know, that's the only two options that you have. Uh, even after graduating high school, you're going to go to college. That's whether it be community college, something you are going to college. Um, right. So, like, do you feel like you are also pushed in that direction because of that? Or was that just something more, like, for you, like, you actually wanted to do? Like, so for me, I feel like it was mostly just understood, like, you're going, like, the only things that matter in this house are God and education. Right. Like, if... Everything else, everything else is... if if you're not about that, it's like, we're just not having a conversation. So, it's like... (laughs) yeah it's like yeah, most days right. we we would start off the day like my dad's a pastor so um no way we, would, we always start yeah wait 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 <laughs> <laughs> so we just start i just listen, keep throwing dropping bombs on you <laughs> listen that's what i mean because my dad's a pastor too so like that's okay. why i'm like uh, I, I, i'm like dude it's like we have lived an identical life yeah. It's funny that we just met on this part of life now, but like mm-hmm. we've we've literally lived like almost the identical life because it's like so I understand when you say okay, like this is what was important in our household because right. the same exact thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. <laughs> right. So, so then, well, I mean, so then it's like okay, if God's the most important thing, that's that's what's focused on. So for me, at least growing up, it was more so. There wasn't really a lot of res- resistance per se. It's just like you just fall in line. Like right. from time to time, maybe there's resistance where you want to voice your opinion on something, but that's something for another day. But mainly it was when I when we came to the States, I came here when I was seven. I think you did the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then um, came here when I was seven, um, like in December. Uh, 97. 
and then um, like the following year in, in January or February, I think I went to um, second grade or like half of second grade for a little bit. So and did you whole, know English when you came or did you no, have to learn No, no, no English at all. I had to learn English here. So wow. basically okay. did ESOL so, from second grade, I think, to third or fourth grade. Okay. So, so because I know my own struggles with, with English because I, I came in 94, but mm -hmm. how was, how was your experience learning English? So from what I remember, I, I, I remember, I think at home we had like the hooked on phonics. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, the tapes. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, we would use those and try to like learn maybe I would say try to learn from TV, but we didn't really watch TV. That That's another strict rule where it was like the only day you were allowed to watch TV is on Saturday for maybe an hour. But, okay. um, and I mean, it's, it's one of those. Yes, like, 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 like y'all didn't watch like Barney because like, like we literally. Like I, I watched it on, on Saturday. Okay, okay, okay. Would, I think, that, I think that was almost the same thing in, in our household too. Uh, but like we would spend like maybe an hour a day watching educational stuff um, mm -hmm. like, you know, Barney. So like we would literally watch like three or four shows like yeah. off of PBS and that was our TV time. Mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, and playing with other kids, you know, you you would hear certain words, try to mimic how they sound, try to kind of yeah. like yeah. see what the reaction from the other kids are like when you say it. Um, mm -hmm. So like that's that kind of led me into uh, being able to read body language like almost mm. almost to the T because it's like you had to almost assume what the person was asking you and you are playing charades to see if you get it right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so like by you know by asking certain questions or or or, or by your approach you would have to guess like is this please is this a yes is this a no or like is this pleasing are they happy with what i'm doing are they not happy with what i'm doing and what level of happy or mad are they according to what i did so like mm -hmm. you would you you would have to kind of gauge and you would kind of see not necessarily what they said but what their face uh, uh said or what their body language was um mm -hmm. and, and then you would determine okay that was a good thing so uh when I see those people, I will, I will continually do those things because it physically looked like it made them happy. Um, so, so you learn to speak English, but then the, you know, or, or, or like you learn to read the body language, but then the, 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 the back end of that though, is you end up being a, a people pleaser because, mm, yeah. you know, where you're brand new to the country, you, you don't want people to be mad at you. But right. you also can't communicate that, so you you go into your people pleasing mode. Unfortunately, like if you're stuck there for a long period of time, it kind of starts reshaping your 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 character, and it kind of starts reshaping your um, uh, your your view, right? And so, which that led me into where I was. I can't say the class clown. But mm -hmm. because I was able to make people laugh, so it was kind of like, okay, they're laughing, they're my friends, whatever, whatever. And so, like, it, it, it built 
a bad habit of being the class clown, right? Mm, <laughs> so okay. like, yeah. And so, cause I, I was like, oh, reaction, laughter is good. Okay, so that's, you know, that's good. Um, and then, you know, growing up, I, I've, as an adult now, I've, I've had to kind of, kind of uh, bring that back down a notch because now I'm like, okay, because now I understand it, you know, the human better than, mm -hmm. you know, like than I did at, at, at eight or nine, like, you know, certain, like certain things that you do, you can only do for certain people. Like mm -hmm. this person doesn't deserve that part of your life. This person doesn't really need your attention. Um, and so like now, and now that I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm starting to realize, oh my gosh, certain, like growing up as a, as an immigrant, you're, you know, cause you're always in survival mode. You're always in survival mode be because you want to be able to fit into the culture that you're, 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 you're a part of. Yeah. But then when do you lose survival mode as, as an immigrant? I don't know. And so mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking to myself, like, wait, have I lost survival mode? I think I have, mm -hmm. but when I'm pressed, I tend to go back into that survival mode of, um, of, of, I, I, I can't say like the flamingo route, but like, that's that's kind of what my default is now yeah so wait wait so that again your your default is your your default or your survival mode is that like the pleasing personality that and persuasive pers like i i get really it's almost kind of like i'm ashamed to say i get really shady like really like persuasive like because mm -hmm. then like you know i come off of um of of like almost like brown nosing or like I, like i guess you could say oh, okay like you might suck up to somebody or right but, but but like more persuasive like very persuasive to the point where it is like it, it might even push me to lie to be able to get away right so i don't so at, at this point it's like you've passed through uh um, persuasive and you've gone into um uh uh into i can't say conning people okay okay like Does you're that saying a little bit we we might have to backtrack a little bit but you're saying like so for you initially coming like when you first came to the country you were looking at like the way that you were learning the language or the way that you went about interacting with people was you kind of acted in a pleasing manner to where it's like okay if i do this this is how they respond so i can kind of keep you keep that habit kind of going until right. you get like you do enough to get a certain outcome and then as you learn the language like the residual effect of that is like okay i'm still pleasing i have the habit of pleasing but now pleasing turns into um persuasion like you were saying to where it's right. like you understand if you do this like you can get this from this person but right exactly exactly instead of exactly. having exactly. to do that now like you use that as a tool where it's like okay like right can, and so like and and even like i've had to um and i didn't know that right i i really didn't know that until like you know on a prayer line i don't know if, if you were on that morning but um I said something in a way that came off very, um, what did they call it? 
and Chris called me out on it. He was like, dude, like, like you, you, you really are, are, um, oh man, what'd he say? But it, 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 it took me back to where it's like, dude, like. Is it disingenuine or? No, not disingenuine. Um, like what's that, that, that word, like where it's almost kind of like persuasive, but like in a negative sense. Um, I can't remember the word. Oh, oh, like you're, like if you're trying to force a point so much. Or like I'm giving my variation to where I come off like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Or, oh, okay. Like you're trying to be the, like Mr. Good Guy. Right, 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 right. right. So like, um, you know, I, you know, I was talking about, you know, our, you know, like, like, like my marriage, like, hey, you know, um, like, you know, this is like the issue with my wife, whatever, whatever, you know, and they were like, and they caught on to that because, like, yeah, yeah, it's like you're they, you're pointing the fit. You're like you're you're talking about the problem. It's like <laughs> I'll say this, like we're trying to identify what this word is. But, yeah, oh. let me look it up. Hold on, <laughs> send it up for persuasive. <laughs> See, I uh, think I I may have lost the uh, my phone may have died. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I think my phone died. Oh man! But it was charging, so I guess I gotta trade that Samsung in. But basically, you were saying that um, hang on, run that back by me. Okay, so um, like being like being persuasive in a way that you like you end up getting what you want in the end yeah um and you know and the other you know or 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 do you come off a certain way that that's not like you know um i gotta look this up yeah because <laughs> <laughs> see synonym or uh no it's not a synonym it's got to be an, an antonym okay hold on and I guess that that was the big thing for me, at least, if I remember right, in learning the language. It's like we're French, particularly, you have to be very, um, which French is my first language. So with French. Oh, no way. Really? Okay. Your, your okay. grammar has to be on point. So obviously, when you're learning a language for the first time, you always focus on like the grammar, like nouns, pronouns, like obviously when you're going through um ah, deceiving deceitful uh, dece deceiving oh how can we <laughs> okay so you're being deceitful right 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 okay 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 so 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 coming off of um like deceiving somebody yeah you know in a persuasive manner to 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 be able to get what i want right 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 um and so and so, like, they called me out on that because I was like, oh, my gosh, I did not even realize that I've been doing that because, to me, that was just how I talked. And, right. and so, like, 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 BK had to break it down to me. He was like, listen, like, the, the, the power of a flamingo can also be the, like, the, like, the, if, if used wrongly, mm -hmm. like, you can actually cause harm and hurtful you know, hurt because it, it's, it, it's now you've used your persuasive power to deceive somebody. 
Mm. And so, you know, and he was like, you know, a lot of times your 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 intent is gonna decide as into which lane you're gonna go into. Right. And so, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't I didn't realize that because now it's like I for for like a while I was questioning a lot of the things that I was doing. I was like, you know, even when I talked to somebody, I was like, wait, was I being deceitful? Or was I being persuasive? Or was I being you know, so like it, I, I had to kind of just kind of come offline, you know, from talking to people on a regular basis that didn't really, you know, like that, 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 um, that weren't in my lane. Like, I, I don't know if I want to approach this person or I want to, I don't want to talk to them because I don't know if I'm going to come off the sequel. So I had to check my intent. Um, so now I've learned how to kind of tell like, okay, if I'm in a position where I'm pushed against you know, like against the ropes. Yeah. I have to watch myself so that I don't come off deceitful. Okay. Right. Or I can still, you don't come off it with the intention to deceive. Right. 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 Okay. Right. right. And, and so like, like that's the drawback of, you know, again, being, being, um, you know, an immigrant because you're always in self preservation mode, self protection mode. Okay. Um, Cause you know, again that thing that got you to where you're at you're always kind of trying to lean on that and mm -hmm. like like as you crutch so honestly like i could definitely say that um it there's there's goods and bads of 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 being an immigrant but the one other thing is the work ethic and the determination that you know listen like i came here with nothing if i right. want to have a blessing so like to me i'm winning so yeah. like, like like anything that that is like happening or that's extra like you come off more grateful because you realize that like you know you're 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 not afraid to lose because right. you've you've already had nothing you're right it it's like you can't go any further than not you can't go yeah, any lower like, than like not having anything yeah like it didn't kill you when you didn't have nothing. Like yeah. in fact, like like when you didn't have anything, that was probably the best time of your life because you were trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember telling people like, yeah, well, when we came to America, you know, and we lived in a trailer and uh, you know, and we lived in the mountains of Kentucky, we didn't have any toys, we didn't, you know, do this and that. And people were like, What? Like, mm -hmm. so you mean to tell me that you were like nine years old and didn't have certain type of clothes or uh certain type of shoes i was like dude i'm i'm an i'm an everlast kid yeah like 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 mom and dad went to go to the dollar store and and bought you know everlast shoes like like, like the velcro everlast shoes and that's what i wore mm. until i was like you know literally from 94 until all the way through middle school like pretty much until i i, I was i was I was, we moved to Ohio in 2000. Okay. Then that's kind of where I started seeing, oh, okay. So let me buy, you know, some fillers, you know, uh, let me buy these boots that look like Timberland boots. You yeah. know, let me, like, <laughs> but all this stuff was from Walmart. Right. right. And so like, it wasn't like brand name. It was just like shoes that looked like, you know, popular shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like that's why, like you know, even up to now, like I've never, you know, as a you know, as a black man living in America, I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Like the only Jordans I I have right now, yeah. my little brother 
bought them and he forgot them when he went to uh, basic training. So I stole them from mom and dad's and I told him <laughs> hostage. And then he wrote me a letter. He was like, no, you can have them. I was like, no, I'm holding them hostage. And yeah. so, <laughs> so like, that's the only pair of Jordans that I own. Um, and, and like, I've never really been impressed by like the whole, you know, name brand stuff. So, so it's like, you know, which kind of leads into this point of being a barber is like, yeah, people are so cut on the, like the little trends, like, you know, most barbers are always like talking about, you know, Oh but yeah, man, like my shoe game is tight. This and that, like my outfit, this, I was like, bro, I still buy clothes from old Navy. Like I go buy, <laughs> like I shop a Goodwill almost like regularly. Like yeah. I, I literally, I like, if, if I, like I've had the same clothes, you know, being in the military, you don't really wear regular clothes except for on a weekend. So like yeah. when I got out, I literally had only um, two pairs of shorts, cargo shorts, mm. uh, like three pair of jeans and some running shoes and like a couple, like I don't have a suit. I don't have, I, I recently started buying more ties, yeah. <laughs> you know, and dress shirts and, and like the dress shirts that I have, I've, 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 probably, I've gone to like Ross or TJ Maxx because, you know, they're discounted. Um, right right and so like a lot of the things that 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 make up the american black male i don't have or i don't understand or i don't have the capacity to understand as to why you need it mm -hmm. um so which then i come off as um uh as you know they're like oh so like you think you're better than us because you don't Right, right, right. Like, you know, like self-righteous. I was like, no, I just, I don't know enough about what you guys are talking about for me to be able to buy right, things. Like right, right. Yeah, and so, like, even video games. I, I don't know, like, I've never played video games. Like, the first time I seen somebody play video games was, like, in 2000. No, 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 like, 98. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody had uh, Sega. That's all I remember, like, playing um, uh, Sonic. Like, that yeah. was, like, our favorite game because it, you know, it didn't require a whole lot of knowledge, you know, to actually play it. And then, you know, uh, actually playing um, Mario Kart, uh, mm -hmm. like we would, we would actually go to the library to go rent games and then bring it home because um, we had a used uh, PlayStation and we, and we would play. No, we would rent the games and a PlayStation from the video store and then bring yeah. it home and play because <laughs> it, was, it was a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like the life of 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 an immigrant bro it, it, it you know because that like that stuff just wasn't important to my parents that stuff wasn't so because it wasn't important to my parents it wasn't right. important to us like right. we were probably like poor but we didn't realize we were poor because what was like like the highlight of our our our, our lives and our and, and you know our 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 American dream was just being in America, period. Right. So we were like a hundred times off better than anybody else who wasn't in America. Mm -hmm. So it was like, dude, like we're, we're balling. We're balling. Yeah. Like, we're, like we're able to go to a store, buy groceries, buy clothes. They're not name brand, but mm -hmm. we're able to do that. And, you know, our, our family got gifted a, um, a car. It was like a, um, it, was, it was like a Dodge. It was like a, I don't know. It was a two-door Dodge back in like 90, 98, 97, 98. And my dad yeah. had to learn how to drive. 
Mm. And so, like, we're trying to, like, whip around the mountains, you know, like the mountains of Kentucky, like, scared out of our <laughs> damn minds. But, like, like, my dad got taught, taught how to drive by this guy who was legally blind. And so, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, I wish I was lying, man. Oh, my I God. I was lying. Like, like, dad got taught how to drive by, by uh, I got, uh, a man named Tim Huff. Uh, mm -hmm. He was uh, a teacher at the uh, high school, you know, at the Christian high school that my brother went to. Yeah. Um, his wife was a principal. And, um, you know, so, you know, he, he he would teach, but he was, you know, he was legally blind, so he had a cane. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, at some point in his lifetime, he drove. So, you know, he had the time and, and, and dad needed to learn how to drive. So guess what? You know, dad was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, so like that, like that was literally kind of like, dude, we're, we're doing so much better than anybody else that we know. Like we're pretty much balling. Like this right. is great. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, not to, get, not to get off on a crazy tangent, but like just those, those adaptive behaviors that had, had led, led us as a family or individuals to, to be able to, you know, to survive and sustain ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, have have a nasty aftertaste when you no longer need them because they're still around, and mm -hmm. and you have to be aware of them. And, and so, like when I took a personality assessment, yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, is this really me or is this, you know, like like I had to go back and kind of have have to reset my mind. Like, okay, let me take it as me now as as in what i value not what i yeah. used to value or not what i think i should be valuing but what i value now right um and but the funny thing is it, it led me back to the same point mm. where you know i still came off as as um as the you know flamingo if you will or as a high eye i'm i'm, I'm actually right. the first time i took it i was like a i was like a 89 percent I now I'm like a 94 I because now I because I took it as me not as somebody who I wanted to be right right so which which made made a huge difference um and so yeah yeah man like like so gotcha. I, I, yeah it, it, it's this this whole thing is crazy because you know I don't know how it was for you growing up in America as an immigrant yeah. or you know a, a, I mean for yeah, for me, it was a, it was somewhat similar, but a little bit different because I guess as you were talking, I was like, some things I can identify with and then some things I can't. So I was like, right. I don't know if, if I start sharing, if I'm going to come off start, starting to sound bougie or whatnot. But <laughs> here, here we Bro, go. Listen, you already yeah. sound bougie because you don't sound black. So Right, right. Okay. So like, I mean, like, like, yeah, like that part, you know, I had that uh, going for me too. So I was like, oh, God. Right, okay. right. So, yeah. so for me, it was like this, at least to my knowledge and what's been explained to me, like talking with my siblings is that um, I'm from Cameroon originally. It's um, West Central Africa right there, um, east of Nigeria or to the right of Nigeria. And um, in Cameroon, basically, um, my parents or our family was what you would consider middle class. Like they were well off. Um, they did well for themselves. I think my mom was a, um, a school teacher for about 20 years there. And my dad was a pastor, and I think he worked. You realize my mom's a teacher too, right? She is. 
<laughs> so we're so if this is a a, a multi universe, we're just we're living different. We're oh just living in different God. phases of life. I'm telling lives. you. I'm so, telling you. So the thing is, when um, so going from Cameroon, we were basically um, like middle class. We were well off. Um, we managed well enough from as far as I could tell. I think myself, I probably grew up more more sheltered. And, okay. Um, my dad had come to the States um, five years before we did for a seminary school at Lee University. And um, Lee, Lee's in Cleveland, Tennessee. Is that like, something? Dude, I'm done. I'm you done. Want, did done. your dad do done. the same thing? Yes, my dad literally did the same thing before we came to America. He was at a seminary <laughs> in, in uh, uh, Kentucky, yeah, but it was like KBC Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Mountain Bible College. Like, okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so like, I'm waiting to tell. So I'm waiting for you to tell me that we're related. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like you're you're just my long lost cousin on the yeah, other I side know, right? that I, I hadn't run into, but um, probably when I do the whole genealogy thing and learn yeah, know, history, right? like, oh we'll, my god, we are related. We'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah. Um, so then when we came to the states, um, we. I would say we first lived in Cleveland, Tennessee, and one thing that I noticed is that um, we live in, in a decent neighborhood. So like we were fortunate to have a house. I think people at the church um, is basically like a miracle for us to, to come here because it, it was at the time um, you have six people coming over to the States within like a short amount of time where you would have to have like your visas and everything like that worked out. but somehow or another like it was worked out i'm sure right. if i ever get my dad on here he'll he'll tell the story in like great detail it's like mm. it was an autumn day and this and that happened but um anyways so when we, yeah so when we came here is just right before christmas um they received us at the airport and then a lot of people had shared gifts and stuff with us so we had like clothes like some clothes we brought from home um and some clothes that they'd had for us here. I think that Christmas we saw snow for the first time. And it's like in Tennessee, it, it snowed up to like six inches or at least a foot. So it was like an, like a good amount of snow. Wow. So we, we like got a chance to play in the snow, things like that. When the new year rolled around, I think everybody kind of started to, to work a little bit and, um, each one kind of had a, a different route. I, I think just about all my siblings, they were, they were working. And basically we went from Tennessee to Dalton, Georgia, where my dad wanted to start his, um, his own church. Okay. And when we moved to Dalton, I think we basically moved like towards the white part of town. And it was okay. like, I think in his mind, it was kind of a way to have us be like in a good place so that we could look around and be able to see like positive role models or just be able to see that okay like this is where you're supposed to be but right from what i could remember like childhood it's that the like the black people that i would come in contact with a lot of times they either weren't positive towards me or at least from my family looking out like mm -hmm the narrative wasn't always positive. So I didn't know exactly what to think 
like for myself, I felt personally rejected, like going to school because like initially it's like, there's a struggle of not being able to speak the language. Right. And it's like, like, I didn't remember it as detailed as you did, but now that you mention it, it's like, that makes sense as to how I may have felt about it or how other immigrants kind of like have to, um, you're trying to navigate the language, navigate the waters, the culture and things like that. But for me, the biggest thing was learn how to speak English, do well in school, um, go to church, like make your parents are happy or whatnot. And with that, it was basically, um, it's, it's funny because our, the church that my dad had set up, it happened to be in Newtown, which is like the black part of town. Okay. So it's like we would have church there. And I think on the weekends we would go and do, um, we would give fruit out to people that were in like the semi projects as you would consider them. Mm -hmm. And it was really strange for a lot of people because they were like, they, they were really skeptical because it's like, usually if somebody's coming to your house, knocking a stranger that you don't know, it's like a bill collector. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were, we'd be showing up with fruit and um, just giving it to them for free and praying with them. And um, I don't say that to brag or anything because myself, when this was usually on Saturdays when we did it. And initially when we did it, I was just, I was always bitter because I was like, Oh, this is the only time that I have to watch TV. Like I've got to right. go here and yeah. do this. Dude, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, I was, I would always be bitter about it, but like within going to like two or three doors, like I would stop thinking about myself and be happy to like help somebody else. And then just seeing like how people responded with smiles and things, it's like, okay, it made it, it made it worthwhile. So it's like right. a lot of times, like your parents raise you up with certain values and things and like you question it. But for me is like, sometimes I would question things, but overall it was just like, you just accept it and you do it. Like right. a lot of people I went to school with, like we didn't date, for instance, at least that's what I understood. Like we were, we were not supposed to date. And I think somebody had maybe asked me out or wanted to ask me out in middle school. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And they're like, why not? I was like, because my parents don't allow that. And they're like, well, they don't have to know. And I was like, well, no, I, I can't. Right. And, yeah. 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 And, and, it's, I was, like, yeah, and yeah. it's like, so what, so what am I supposed to do? Like, just hide it. Like, because I, I, I feel right. the same way as you. Yeah, exactly. Because it, 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 it was honestly kind of like, Wait, do do I like we like we did we never even got the birds and the bees talk. So it's like Right, how, right, right. Like like you don't get that as an African kid. Like you Right. Really okay, I didn't know if that was just me. No, dude, it's not just you. So like I right. think it's like you kinda it's like, wait, do 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 I like is, is this something that I do? Is this something that I ask about or do I yeah. just leave it alone and it's like well, nah. I mean, it's funny, like, it's funny you bring up the birds and the bees, because I, I remember, I think it was, like, fifth grade, where they're supposed to show you this um, sex ed video or something, yeah. and, like, the whole time leading up to it, people are talking about, like, what they're expecting, oh, this is this, this is that, oh, they're gonna talk about sex, and to this point, the only thing that I knew about sex was from the Bible, that 
or at least the way it was taught to me was just that sex is evil sex is bad like don't right. do it like that's basically that's right. all you need to know about <laughs> sex it's not for you yeah. don't do it if you do it you're going to hell so yeah. then yeah. whenever these kids are talking and they're just like well your parents had sex i was like no they didn't nope no <laughs> no 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 they couldn't have done that and it's like dude if your parents didn't have sex you wouldn't be here you wouldn't be here <laughs> right but it's like i couldn't I couldn't register that in my head. It's like, well, right. first off, I wouldn't want to think about that. And I didn't right. even know what, what all it entailed. But like, I just, I just knew like, okay, that's evil. My parents are good. They raised me up to be good. So it's like, if that's evil and my parents are good, like the two of them can't coexist. Can't, yeah, that, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of like, like you're saying that survival mentality where you like, you only put in your brain the bare minimum things that help you like right progress along. to the next level yeah, yeah. so yeah. then for that it is like most of most most of school for me was like okay you live in a better part of town like you still struggle or whatnot but it's not it's not necessarily struggling like sometimes i would have um free meals at school but i think after a while like pay for your meal and mm -hmm. that um, thankfully my mom pushed me to go and work, um, over the summers, I think probably around the time I become like 14 or 15 right. so that I could get out of that house and not be playing video games all the time. Because like, um, somebody I think had gifted us at N64 and yeah. then I think not too long after I got like the PlayStation one. So I was like, so excited about that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, I, I played those things. And I want to say my oldest brother, he probably gave me an Xbox sometime after he went to college. So I I always had something to kind of like tinker with. And even though they would say like, okay, you're not allowed to, like I would like try and find a way because my dad would always be traveling, doing ministry, going, praying for this person, praying for that person. So um basically going from middle school to high school which is where i spent most of my time in dalton georgia and a lot of the time there like i just focused on doing well in school and one of the themes that just kept coming up over and over is that um you kind of have like this judgment thing and there's this thing of like being black enough like i didn't know what that meant for a while but <laughs> from what i could understand it was Bruh. that it was that uh you had to talk a certain way you had to look a certain way you had to you I'm basically had to like you. walk the jump you you feel that or you oh man oh you know that God. that feeling Bro, like <laughs> okay how many Listen. times did you hear that daily actually i i heard this daily because like for me in high school i hung out with with all the foreign exchange students because mm -hmm. that's where i fit in like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't white, right? I wasn't black enough, and you know, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of other Africans there. So I would hang out with the Asian kids, the Mexican kids, yeah. like the, like the people. Like shoot, I wasn't even gothic you just, enough. You just hang out with the with the melting pot. You guys yeah, are right. all foreigners. Like, like, it's like you hang, hang out, out with together. the melting pot, and then you know, and then the crazy thing is, but like the foreign exchange students had 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 something that I didn't. They had a skill of playing sports that I like mm. I wasn't because of, of of where we were in Kentucky that we lived for like 10 years mm -hmm. where 
where I can't like I was I was decent at soccer, but yeah. there wasn't a soccer team. So mm. or like like I wasn't really talented to play soccer. So I didn't play. Yeah. So fast forward to high school, you know, I go to to like a division one high school that had football, that got soccer, that got basketball, that got all this stuff. Um, because in Kentucky we, you know, played basketball. I yeah. wasn't really I wasn't even decent enough to I mean, I was on a basketball team, but <laughs> you know, you know, all the kids were playing basketball. So you know, I was okay, yeah. but I wasn't like good enough to play on a you know on a high on a public school high school level. Yeah. Um, so, so like, literally, because I didn't fit into any of the caste systems that they had a school, and I call it a caste system because yeah. that's just exactly what it was. Um, so you know, I I didn't fit in. And, and so, like, I, I kind of had to kind of make my own lane and force my own way through, you know, through through the public high school system. Because, um, like, you know, like the other foreign exchange student kids, you know, like, like you know, if they were from Germany, they played really, like, they were really, really good at, at, at soccer. If they were from, from, from um, you know, had, you know, a, you know, a couple of Asian students that were really great at soccer. They were, so, like, they all were on a team anyway. Yeah. So, but it just... So like they had that going for them, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then there were you know foreign exchange students. I I wasn't a foreign exchange. I was not a foreign exchange student. So I was just you know just a local kid. But I you know like at the same time I was like yo like where do I fit in like that? It it, it was almost kind of like the the second time of loss of identity because mm -hmm. you don't know where you belong at and you're always trying to fit in. So right. you're always kind of trying to look at what direction do I do I go in? So I tried, you know, so like I tried playing sports. Um, I was, you know, fat and slow. Uh, couldn't really play soccer, <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 I dang on sure wasn't gonna run track. So I had yeah. that going for me. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, let me do this little thing that they had in town, which was the like a police explorer program, which you know, like, according to the high school kids, you know, they call it like the snitching program. I was like, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Like, you hanging out with the pigs. Yeah, like, like you hanging out with the pigs. So like, you know, at football games, you know, like, like, you know, like we had like a little badge and like the uniforms on and stuff. So like, oh, man. to me, that was like, you know, you know, honorable or like admirable because you know i was part of society helping society whatever right but, but it, they, it, they you know, saw you was, as like you're wearing the scarlet letter they're like uh oh, there's a right over but there. like then like you know at the same time i was like i don't fit in there anyway so it doesn't really matter right. um and then so like my my last two years of school i went to a tech school that was uh part of like the like the high school system uh where i, I actually went for law enforcement because i was like oh i you know I liked that. I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, you, you got to go do some cool events. Um, because so, you because you did the uh, the police program before. Yeah, right. Gotcha. And so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, perfect, great. So it it, it you know it was kind of like I, I I had that versus playing sports. So like you know I would go to the, like like little Tuesday night meetings, get like like a little gathering, which which somewhat taught me like structure in a way. Mm. right and also kind of um uh you know kind of gave me a different outlet um mm. and it gave me uh, uh you know role models to look up to you know like not necessarily like the police as role models but people in society who were doing good or like like people who would um 
you know, have events for or like the people who would do events, which, you know, uh, later on, like that kind of led me to work in security for the Dane Art Institute, which I got to, you know, I was exposed to so much um, uh, stuff like that, like that Traveling Princess Diana Museum um, came to the Art Institute. So like, let's, I got to experience a whole thing for free for like months at a time because I did security for it. Oh, that's pretty like, cool. Yeah, and I had free, like you know free tickets. So like I so like I I gave some to my mom. I gave some to some like you know like you know other people. So like I would I would take them through. Um, like they had like they the traveling uh, Egyptian music like King Tut's tomb. Right. Like they like they brought the whole thing to the artists. To I got to experience that. It was scary. It was crazy creepy. But yeah, <laughs> King, like the whole mummy thing was there. Right. Um, you know, and that's where people pay like $200, $300 tickets to go experience that I was getting it for free. Mm-hmm. And so like that, you know, that alone exposed me to a lot of possibilities that maybe other people didn't get because of my different paths that I was kind of trying to force my way through. Right. Still, you know, even, you know, even there, I, you know, I, I was always called the whitest guy or like the whitest black guy. That, <laughs> You know, the, like people know because the Oreo, right? Exactly. Black so like, on the outside, even, white on the inside. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, you're such an Oreo. And <laughs> 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 so, like, even, um, like, like it was funny because, um, you know, where you know, being living in Ohio, it's not like, like the black white thing, but it's it's kind of like you know when you call somebody you know, like, you know, over the phone, they really don't know what color you are. Until it's a person. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, I had, you know, uh, you know, a couple of friends who were, you know, white girls and, and, uh, you know, I called their house. Hey, how you doing? This is Theo, whatever, whatever. Oh, Hey, Theo, how you doing? So like, like their parents never had never seen me, but you know, they, right, they knew right. it was pleasant to talk to on the phone. I was, you know, I, I, I was courteous or whatever. And then they see me, they're like, Oh, so you're Theo. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am yes i am oh <laughs> my god oh, you got catfish no so <laughs> and so and so yeah, i had that going for me but like you know <laughs> just just as as you know like the like the literal immigrant story dude is, is like you know not having a place to belong or not having a society to belong to right kind of makes you makes you, it makes you different because it puts you on a different thinking frame right and so like even now where you know like you know in a barbershop we will roast each other we'll just go back and forth then like they're like dude nothing ever hurts your feelings i was like bro like you gotta understand like i'm an immigrant like right you can't hurt my feelings like you literally can't hurt my feelings because i'm like i've been at the lowest of the low Right, right, and and I've I've had to force my own identity so many times mm-hmm. that you can't really hurt the identity that I have now because it, it's 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 solid because I've had to create that identity. You know, like it's not something that like nobody's ever been able to break through that identity and be like, oh, you're, you're blah blah blah. No, it, it's it's like I am who I am because of my past experiences. But at the same time, I've embraced and used those past experiences to create not, I can't say this indestructible individual, but this person who 
who who understands like hey some you know you lose some you win some you're not gonna please everybody right and so like it, it's like man like wow like you you don't really get your 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 feelings hurt that easily you're like no like you call me whatever you want bro yeah. i've been called a whole lot worse and it's like you know even just being in the military is it's like you know when you're 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 reduced down to like a little you know next to not really to nothing and then they try to build you back up i was like bro like i've built myself back up so much it's like <laughs> like oh really like you gotta call me a maggot oh my gosh all right <laughs> like uh <laughs> i mean like that literally like was first i was i was i was fat getting into the military so like i i i i was i was overweight so yeah you know, uh, tell, I tell me about that. Like, what, yeah, tell me about that process for you. So like for me, like I wanted to join the military. I wanted, so I was like, okay, what well, if I'm going to join the military because I'm hard headed, I'm yeah. going to um, join the Marine Corps because that is the toughest branch to get into. And that is, you know, like they got the best uniforms. That's, 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 that's my thinking. Literally that is my thinking. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> the Marine Corps is the toughest. Yeah. They got the, like the most awesome uniforms like their dress right. blues is like next to none like ever like you know yeah. they slay dragons and they climb mountains with swords and slay dragons like that's what i wanted to do like right. those commercials were so convincing and so <laughs> and so and so i was like i'm gonna be a dragon slaying marine um yeah and so like you know when i got you know i was like okay so finally got my green card i got the opportunity to do that went to basic training or you know boot camp up air silent here in south carolina mm -hmm. and you know i get there it's hot because i went at the, at the end of may like an idiot um because it's from may to august the hottest hottest months of the year mm -hmm. i went i went to boot camp now i went in weighing two two twenty mm -hmm. uh not really physically in shape of any sort it wasn't two twenty of muscle it was two twenty of just fat and 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 goodness and so, like, you know, so, like, I, you know, I, I go in, I'm getting thrashed left and right. Physically, I'm just exhausted, but mentally, I'm like, okay, like, this, like, this is a process that has to happen for me to get to where I need to get to. Okay, I get it, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, when I left, because they under, you know, they know what the Marine Corps does to people, they're like, man, you got to come back changed and different. Like, I graduated boot camp, went home, and I was still the goofy individual that I was before I left. They're like, yo. <laughs> did you even go to boot camp like aren't you supposed to be some like uh tough like scarred like hard-faced individuals like no like why like like right, why right. like like no i went through the process but the process didn't really it didn't change me as much as people thought it would yeah. so which kind of like i was like i look back at myself i was like wait was i cheated in the process because like everybody else is saying that i like you know, this is like the typical person or, or, or this happened to so-and-so when, but then I realized that that part, those three months was probably the hardest time for those other people that they've right. ever experienced in their whole entire life. Mm. So for them, that was like the changing of the guard. Like that was the change that needed to happen for me. Like that change happened years ago, like right. in war. And so, like, it didn't really affect me the way that most people thought it was gonna be, you know, you know, you know, affect me. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, that's fine. But, and then, you know, even up to now, it's like, 
when when somebody says something that should be hurtful like i remember the first time i got called the n-word mm-hmm. i was like oh what's what's that like i, I don't yeah know. like you can't hurt me with language because it's like there was especially with language you don't understand it's yeah like, like, like i don't like, know what like, that is understand. i was like what do you like is that supposed to mean something to me or is that supposed to and you be mad right and so you know and it's like that's like the one thing that that i'm like okay I'm, you know, I'm detached. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh, I got oh. you. Hello. But yeah, like, like that was honestly like my whole entire experience as as far as that goes, man. Like, it's 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 been crazy. Now, now that I'm like more sensitive as to who I am and to kind of like what I like and what I don't like, mm-hmm. certain things I'm like, okay, like you cross the line okay like don't say that or like don't do that yeah like but it still doesn't penetrate down to like you know because my wife's always like why don't you take things personal yeah i'm like why do i need to like i don't know right, <laughs> right. Am, I, am, am i supposed to like is i supposed to hurt my feelings i, I don't i don't i don't know is your um, is your wife american yeah okay yeah. gotcha yeah so like, okay. like like she's african-american so like like when there's like you know um race issues that's going on um uh like things like that like for her it means something completely different right but then like for me i understand it now mm-hmm. but it still doesn't penetrate like it, it would to me because it's kind of like well i've experienced a different type of race war which wasn't really even a race war it was it was a tribal war where people who look like each other killed each other mm. so it's like I sympathize, yeah, but I can't I can't connect. Right, right, because and you so just like, don't you just don't have that history. Right, yeah, I, I just don't have that history, and that's kind of where I I'm, I'm 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 trying to learn more about the about the Black American life. Yeah, right, uh, right. Because like I'm like okay, let me let me understand so I can connect to to you know because if 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 somebody seen me they would assume that I'm a Black American male. Right, just because you're black. Not. Yeah. But yeah, just because I'm black. And so like if they bring an issue to me or like they they say something or they, you know, whatever, whatever, and I don't respond the way they, like it throws them off. Mm-hmm. Like the most, you know, pro- probably like things that should have been considered racism or racist towards me has thrown a lot of people off and off balance because they're like, wait, you're, you're not upset about that? I yeah. was like, I'm sure I would be if it if it affected me, mm-hmm. but I'm not because I I'm not at that understanding level. I don't like I, I could walk up to a racist person and shake you know and shake their hand and it wouldn't it won't perturb me any because I'm I'm just like I I see human like right yeah and so yeah man like it it just it, it just like the yeah. It's it just been an interesting, interesting past 20 some odd years, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But that, that's interesting. I, I guess um, I'm trying to think if I should cut it short or go. A yeah, let's bit. cut it short. Yeah. And, and then um, and we'll pick up Monday. Yeah. And then pick, pick up. Yeah. And pick back up Monday. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, but I mean, but like, if, if nothing else, we were able to kind of get get a background for ourselves to where we're just like, oh, okay, like this 
and this and that it's like okay we have right. like some similarities and some differences and it's like i i like listening a lot more than i like to talk because as i'm talking i hear myself going off on tangent <laughs> and then i start thinking about what my voice is sounding like and it's like <laughs> Uh, like let me let me work on that a little bit and then do right. this and it's like we'll we'll get to it we'll we'll fix it bro it's working man it's working it's a work in progress like even for yeah. you like 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 this right here um like yeah just it's, hopping it's, on it's video and recording huh just hopping on video and recording or just yeah. committing to it it's like okay well it's it's happening now and yeah then, it's happening like 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 there's no way to perfect it like yeah. you know there's no i mean like you can go back and re-edit it but like yeah this is you know this is the raw version of the whole conversation so like you like you could probably even take like like bits like maybe like i don't know a minute from 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 like this conversation and like yeah. you know and usually like you know as a soundbite to something that you might put online or social media right uh, right like i did with the the last one yeah which which i seen that and i was like yo how did you how did you make that like so i mean so what i did with that i used um i think i i just looked it up but the app is called because oh, are you in the beast mode group yeah or no, okay. no, no, I'm not in the beast mode group. Uh, I'm in the, um, like, I, I jump on the social media call Oh, okay. that they have okay. on, on Wednesdays. So Man, I, um, I really got to get plugged into BU for real, for real. There, like, there's a thing called op, uh, Open Shot Video mm -hmm. Editor, and that's what I use to just drag and drop the Zoom files into it. Like, it gives you, like, little different tracks so since i'm recording this and it'll split the audio files into what you're saying and what i'm saying and then it'll have the video separately uh, so oh okay i i can drop those in there let me see if i can share it with you real quick it, it, it's what open open shot is that like an app on a computer or is that like an app on a phone like you can use um i downloaded on my computer I'm, you may be able to find it on the phone or the uh the app store as well okay so i'll i'll open this and see if it'll let you see my screen if i'll be able to share my screen can you see my screen oh yeah 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 I'm trying to open this right here, but it's called um, Open Shot. Okay, cool. And basically, the first time that I recorded, it took the audio um, recordings and it split them up accordingly. So it's got me there and you. Like your name shows up. So for this one, it'll probably be iPad. Okay. And then. Um, Whenever this thing decides to respond, okay, there it goes. So once this opens up, it has these um, these rows here. They're called tracks. Okay. And then all I did, I take the files and I drop them in here, just drag and drop. So you have one audio file, another audio file, and then the video. And then um so i i put i grab 
my audio and I put it in track one and I put yours on track two and then I put the video on three. So then when I play it, you probably won't be able to hear it, but you see the video here as this is scrolling. Yeah. And then I just started playing with these things where it lets me put a marker, these little blue markers. I put it there where I think I want to edit it. And then I can go back and I can use the scissors and clip it. Okay. And what I ended up doing, I clipped a piece, which I think is probably this piece right here. And once I clipped that, I just copied it. And I think I just copied like the video file version and I exited out of this one, opened a new, like a new blank file, pasted that one in there, saved it, and then used that. I think I used that and I may have uploaded it on my YouTube page privately. And then I either did, I either uploaded that or I uploaded this file that I saved. And since it's supposed to be like an MP3 or MP4 file, I think that's compatible to Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So that's the long end of it. The short end is that you use OpenShot to edit it. Or okay. um let me see if I can once my thing is done updating. Gotcha. Oh, so I tried to do the um the Instagram live the other day and it recorded but I don't know exactly what happened to it because I thought it was supposed to stay up for 24 hours but it seemed to go off like within the same night did you save it I I don't think it gave me that option to yeah so like that's also yeah that's something I've definitely been having an issue with like it 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 doesn't 